0: Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey folks, let's talk about consistency. Consistency is one of those topics that I get really fired up about because it's Bandied about so often, but in my opinion, so tragically misunderstood and misapplied. You know, it's one of those things that people say about me too, is that Simone is so consistent. Like she's so consistent with like writing emails, social media. She's so consistent with making offers and they make it mean I also have to be consistent. I also have to post as much as she does, email as much as she does, whatever, right? And people make a giant should out of consistency. Now, here's the thing. Those of you who think so, I know many of you think so because you tell me. <laughs> and there's lots of people who are going to tell you that consistency is key. You have to be consistent. Consistency is... consistent. Consistency. Is, I can't even say that word. Consistency is super important they're not wrong. They're right. Consistency is super important. And consistency is exactly how I've been able to build my business from zero to millions of dollars. You know, there was, there's no like dramatic growth in a short period of time that you could see that could have been possible without long periods of undramatic, consistent, you know, work in which I was rolling up my sleeves and working while nobody was paying attention and and I was showing up 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 when none of it was immediately translating to any kind of external visible results, right? But I was consistent. That really accumulated and made all of the difference. How do I have the audience I have now? I've been consistent at this for years and years. Now, Here is the thing, the part where everybody misunderstands. Consistency is a symptom. Thinking that you have to be consistent is, for the sake of consistency is kind of like looking at the fruit of a tree and thinking that your fruit, you should like, I don't know, like paint your fruit or change the shape of your fruit to make it look like that really luscious, beautiful fruit on a different tree. Not looking at, like, what does the roots of that tree look like? What are the soil conditions? How much does the tree get watered? Like, what are the nutrients? How much sun does that tree get? Like, all of those factors create the final product of, like, a juicy, ripe piece of fruit. And just trying to be consistent is, like, trying to mimic, like, the shape and the color and the flavor of the fruit while completely ignoring what's going on in the roots, while completely ignoring what's going on in the environment. I don't know if that was the best metaphor, but I think you get it. The point is, consistency is a symptom. It's just what appears on the outside due to what's going on underneath. So it's not that I don't think consistency is important. I think it's very important. It's just that I think the roots, those soil conditions... That make consistency possible and even inevitable is where you want to look at because changing that and looking at that is how you're going to achieve lasting change and not the kind of change where you try really hard at something, you know, through sheer brute, you know, willpower and then burn out really fast and then blame yourself and then start over with the best of intentions and then burn out again. And you know, that vicious cycle, right? I want to help you be consistent because yes, it is important, but by, you know, setting up your roots in the right way, planting yourself in the right soil, in the right environment where you're going to get enough sun, etc. I don't want to stretch this metaphor too far, that'll allow you to be effortlessly consistent. Because very effortful consistency, the kind that requires your discipline is not likely to stick. Like when people see me being super consistent, what they don't see is that I actually literally spring out of bed to get to work on most days that I'm working. Like I, you couldn't tear me away. My husband tries to tear me away from work because he wants to hang out with me. And I try to hang out with him as much as I can (laughs) because it's fun to hang out with him. But also it's really fun to work. And I'm like, no, 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 I just have to do this one more thing. Oh, no, no, I just have to do this one more thing. I just have to send this one email. I just have to post this one thing. And you can't tear me away because it's like play. You know, one time somebody once asked me, you know, when do you think might be a point that you retire? When do you think you'll have made enough money that you'd want to retire? What's your retirement number? How much money would you have to have in the bank to not do this anymore? And I thought about it and I was like, really confused for a second because in my mind it was like, but this has nothing to do with money. What does money have to do with m- me getting up to work? I mean, sure, I it earns me money, but that's not why I do it. I do the work because I can't imagine not doing it because it's fun for me. It's like, what would I do if I, was, if I didn't have my business? What would I do if I didn't have my coaching practice? I, literally, what would I do? This is like my life. I love this shit. I get meaning from this shit. It lights me up every day. It's the most fun thing. It's play, not work for me. Do you see this is how I feel about almost every part of my work? Not every part. There are things, some things that are annoying, like bookkeeping (laughs) and just administrative stuff. That's inevitable. But that's like 10% or less of my work. 90% of my work I freaking love. And I could have $10 billion in the bank. And it would have nothing to do with my desire to keep working because it's just sheer, 100% pure pleasure and purpose and satisfaction to me. My work is a dopamine factory for me. Do you see? The reason I explained this is because, so you know, that's why I'm consistent. You see, the, the consistency is an outgrowth. It's a natural consequence. It's the obvious effect of how much I enjoy my work. And I want you to have that. Having said that, I want to give you a key piece of insight that I think is going to change your relationship to consistency forever. Now, consistency is a product of dopamine. What? You know that neurochemical dopamine, right? Dopamine is a neurochemical that gets released when you do something that gives you pleasure right? Now, I'm not going to get the exact neuroscience, right? So if you're a scientist and you're like, Simone, that's imprecise, I apologize. <laughs> but here, the broad shapes of what I'm trying to say, I think are legit. Dopamine is a, a neurochemical, a neurotransmitter that is very critical, very key to learning. And it's very key to also behaviors like addiction. It's Dopamine is essentially the, the, the neurochemical that makes you do stuff It it drives you to do stuff as opposed to like you being forced to do something, right? Like, you know, look at all of our habits, like all of everybody's unwanted habits, right? I don't know, smoking cigarettes or I don't know, eating, you know, nacho chips at two in the morning. Is that just me? (laughs) Actually, I don't do that anymore. I used to do that a lot. So I know that feeling for people who do it or Having the third piece of cake. All these things where we're consciously like, oh, we shouldn't do that, but we do it. Why? Because dopamine, when we do those things, we get that hit of dopamine, right? Think about everything that you do that you'd rather not do that you do consistently. Like some of the aforementioned habits I mentioned. Maybe for you, it's like, I don't know, whatever you do to numb out or distract yourself or to you know, escape the humdrum of daily life from day to day. Maybe it's it's watching Netflix. Maybe it's scrolling social media. Maybe it's, I don't know, who knows, right? Watching cat videos on YouTube. To be very, you know, clear, I'm not putting a moral judgment on these behaviors. What I'm trying to say is what do they all have in common? Why do we keep being driven to do the things, like regardless of whether we think those behaviors are good for us, whether we intend to or not, Why are these habitual behaviors so sticky? Because of dopamine. It gives you a brief reward in your brain, like a hit of feel-good feelings that is irresistible. Your brain is constantly drawn for that next hit of dopamine. We are dopamine-chasing machines. That's why. So, repeat after me. Consistency is a product of dopamine. Consistency is a product of dopamine consistency is a product of dopamine. So if you want to get consistent at something, what do you got to do? You got to give yourself those hits of dopamine. That means the doing the thing that you want to be consistent at, it has to feel like a reward. It has to give you pleasure, satisfaction every time you do it. I already said earlier that I've really mastered consistency. Like my brain, like neural pathways are solidly set up to be super consistent when it comes to marketing and and making offers, business stuff. But some areas of my life where it's not so much that, and I'm still building towards it. So I'm trying to get more, (laughs) to be more motivated by dopamine when it comes to say working out. So I'm not quite there yet. So when I think about working out, I think about, uh, I have to like get into my workout clothes, I have to put my shoes on, I have to like lace them up, and I have to go outside, and the weather is always not quite right. And, you know, I have to schlep over to the gym, and I have to do this, and it's hard. And That's how the way I think about working out, which creates the result of me not working out very much. (laughs) So when I think about working out, there's not much dopamine happening in my brain. So me not being consistent at working out is a product of the lack of dopamine in my brain when I think about exercising. Now, I have friends of mine who are jocks. They're super fit, super muscular, and they do these punishing workouts every day and they love it. They're addicted to it. They can't live without it. They crave it when they go a day or two without working out. And guess what? These people aren't going to their workouts because they're supposed to, not because somebody's telling them to, not because they have to be consistent. Maybe it started out that way, but they have developed these neural mechanisms, or maybe they had it from the beginning. If you're a very athletic kind of person from the beginning, which I don't even, I can't even (laughs) relate to. Like, what is that? I don't know. I'm not a very athletic person, but they, when they think about working out It's like dopamine city. They're like, Oh yeah, it feels so good. I challenge myself to hit new personal records and I feel so strong and I love going to the gym. All my friends are there and it's so fun. And you know, it's how I unwind. It's how I relax. You know, it feels so good. And when they, when they think about it's all these subconscious associations, they associate working out with pleasure. It doesn't mean that there aren't parts of it that feel a bit like, you know, boring or like drudgery. It doesn't mean they don't have bad days where they just don't want to do it. But the hits of dopamine are a lot bigger than the parts that are like boring and annoying for them, which is why they work out often. That's why they work out consistently. Let me be very clear. People who are consistent at something, it's because they get dopamine from doing the thing. Another example my husband is religious about doing intermittent fasting. I can't say that word. Intermittent fasting. <laughs> you know, he picked it up. I don't know. He's been doing it for like a year. He read about it on the internet and he was like, Oh, I'm going to give this a try. And he loves the feeling of intermittent fasting. I have such trouble saying that word. Intermittent fasting. He loves the way it makes him feel. He says, and he loves the health effects. He says, Like when he talks about intermittent fasting, there's like a glint in his eyes. He's so weird. (laughs) Right. So intermittent fasting is like you, I think what my husband does is he gives himself like an eight hour window during a 24 hour period when you eat and you know, you're free to eat those during those hours and the rest of the time you don't eat. That's what intermittent fasting is. And I think the eight hours is a common structure that a lot of people follow. I think some people are more extreme. They do like six hours or four hours. I'm not an expert, but that's my understanding of intermittent fasting. And every time I try it with him, just because he's so like gung-ho about it, I'm like, it sucks. Like I want to be able to eat a piece of fruit or a slice of cake or a piece of chicken or whatever outside of those eight hours if I want. Like, To me, intermittent fasting sounds like a bunch of restrictive rules that are annoying and boring. Whereas when my husband thinks about it, it like turns him on. He gets a kick out of it. He gets dopamine out of it. He enjoys it. So here's the thing. There's no hope of you creating consistency without enjoyment, without pleasure, without fun, without something that you can even get addicted to. If you want to be consistent at marketing, you have to start the exploration from the basis of, what do I actually like doing? What is actually fun for me already? What are some things that I could see myself getting addicted to? Or maybe you already are addicted to certain things. I mean, I mean addicted in a good way, like whatever you're, whatever you're passionate about, whatever it gives you pleasure to do over and over and over again? And maybe you can even think about it outside of the pure realm of marketing. You can think about, you know what? I really like, I don't know, playing music. I really like training for runs. I really like crocheting. I don't know. I mean, this might sound kind of wacky, but hear me out. This is just an example. So you got to apply your own example. You got to apply your creativity to it. But if you really love crocheting and it's like genuinely a fun thing for you, What if you recorded videos of yourself crocheting and talking about your work? Even if the content of your work has nothing to do with crocheting, why not? Like, would that be fun, right? If you love, let's say, I don't know, let's say you're really passionate about cooking and it gives you pleasure. You're just like, you just light up thinking about cooking. You're a foodie. I don't know, just an example, right? What would it be like if you... I don't know, like, talked about, created, you know, lessons, metaphors around food, even if your niche is, like, trauma healing or something, (laughs) right? Do you know what I would do? Okay, now that I've already come out on this podcast with my love of the Kardashian Jenners and how much I, like, religiously follow them, I often think about this. Like, whenever I watch their stuff, I'm like, oh, man, those people need a life coach, right? So if you were also... If you also got hits of dopamine from following Kardashian Jenner news, imagine how much content you cre- you could create talking about all the life coaching issues that come up, watching the antics of the Kardashian Jenners. I like how that's like one word now, like, the Kardashian Jenners. Listen, all those people needed a life coach yesterday. How much fun would that be? In fact, I might start doing that. Right, like. Think linking things like celebrity gossip, which you might feel like has nothing to do with marketing. If you look at it through the lens of life coaching or whatever your niche is and you want to talk about it, if that, the idea of that sounds like, Oh my God, that actually sounds like fun. That's a fantastic idea. Now, I gave you pretty random examples up, up until now on purpose so that you can get your creative juices flowing. You think about all the random things that you are already into. And I give you total blanket permission to try something based on what sounds like fun. You know, the best kind of fun is if it feels a little bit like you're, you're breaking the rules. Like, ooh, like, am I allowed to do that? Like, am I really allowed to, like, explain life coaching based on Kardashian news? Oh, am I allowed to? Yes, you are. (laughs) Am I really just allowed to crochet and watch people and, and, like, have people watch me crochet and talk about my offer? Yes, you can. Like, whatever. Those are just two examples I came up with. But literally, the sky's the limit. There are seriously... Not enough creative ideas in the world. Everybody markets in the same fucking boring ways. All like, see, you know how how often I get told, Simone, your content is like so refreshing because it feels like everybody else is doing the same thing, and you're doing just you're beating to the wait no, you're marching to the beat of your own drum. It's so refreshing. I get told that almost every single day by at least one person. That's because everyone else is just copying what everybody else is doing, and it's boring. And here's the truth. You are not a boring person, but your marketing becomes boring if you should yourself into being consistent about shit that is not all that interesting to you. That's not fun for you to do. If you just follow what's fun for you to do, you're going to have marketing that's automatically unique, automatically a little offbeat and automatically very compelling and interesting for other people to follow. You know, there's a sea of life coaching marketing out there that's like the same old blah, blah, blah. Well, let me teach you about da, 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 da. You can feel better. Here's how to be yourself and be happy. Your emotions, beliefs, blah, blah, blah. But hey, you're going to be the only person who's talking about celebrity gossip and merging it with life coaching concepts. You're going to be the only person who's thinking, talking about... I don't know. I'm thinking about some of the other things I'm interested in. I don't know, skincare <laughs> and, uh, you know, and life coaching. And, you know, lately I'm really into the history of European royalty. Like that's pretty random, but I started going down this YouTube rabbit hole and I'm learning so much about European royalty all. And oh my goodness, those people had some problems. And I have like a ton of thoughts being that I have a life coach brain, I just have a ton of thoughts about what it says about human nature and how we (laughs) as a species evolve past crazy things. And like, you could talk about that too. I'm not saying that you have to be interested in European royalty, but anything random you could bring to it. Video games. I don't know anything about video games, but I know lots of people are into video games, right? So if you want to talk about Video games and life coaching, that's going to be such a clear signal that attracts people who are similar. And here's the thing. I am talking about sort of topics and subject areas and merging them with coaching, but that's just one way, right? Another thing, another way to do this is to really focus on the medium, the delivery mechanism that is already fun for you, right? For some people, they have so much fun with video. They're like, I love video. It's so fun for me to record things and just put them out there. Then you have my my permission to just do video and to let let the momentum build from how much you are enjoying video. Guys, trust me on this. When you are, I have like my hands together in like a prayer position right now. I just unconsciously did that because that's, I'm praying. Please listen to me. (laughs) I pray that you Trust your own enjoyment enough to boycott and block out everything else and let the momentum of enjoyment build on itself. When you are enjoying something, you're automatically going to look for the next challenge. Again, what does your brain seek? It seeks dopamine. When you're enjoying something, your brain's going to be like, oh, we want to try something harder. Oh, what if we try this other thing? And it's automatically going to create other ideas. It's automatically going to make you want to rise to meet new challenges. So you don't have to willpower yourself into doing new scary things. You can just be driven by dopamine, and you're never going to find out what that feels like. For as long as you are trying to make consistency into something that is like drudgery, something that you have to like willpower and discipline yourself into. Dopamine is the name of the game. Dopamine is the key to consistency. I hope that, listen, you're gonna do this. You're gonna get off of listening to this podcast, which is coming to an end soon. <laughs> and that you're going to sit down or stand up or walk around or dance, whatever helps you think. And then you are going to brainstorm things Not like things like, oh yeah, I guess that could be fun. I can make that fun. Not that kind of energy. Making something fun is not the same thing as something genuinely being fun. That's kind of like the difference between genuinely being attracted to somebody and like being like, oh yeah, I could make myself be attracted to them. What's that? Do you want to date somebody who's like making themselves be attracted to you? Do you want to go on a date with somebody who's like, yeah, I could see it working out between the two of us because it makes logical sense. So I guess I'll try to be open to being... Attract to them. No, you want to be with somebody's like, damn, that person is hot, right? That's what I mean. Genuine, that feeling of like being pulled towards something. What do you feel that way about? Do only that thing, or bring in something that already feels like that and merge it with marketing. Try it and see how it goes. Let me know on social media. Dopamine is your best bet of creating organic, pain-free consistency. All right, my friends.